Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Caroline Stephen, financial journalist, getting inside Chris Tate's head and hearing some of his personal moments over his trading journey could be empowering, reassuring and profitable. In today's episode, we have a quiz with Chris where we hear how long it took him to really learn the markets. We hear what he thinks he's done well in his trading career and what he would have done differently. It's quite a personal insight into Chris's 30-year career in the markets. In Mind Power, Louise Bedford talks about getting out of your own way to excel and that there's no need to reinvent the wheel trading. If you follow in the footsteps of those who have been doing it a lot longer than you, then the profits will flow. And finally, if you're feeling burnt out and lost your business mojo, we hear from baby boomer life and business coach Lorraine Pirahi on how to renew your business chutzpah. Lorraine shares some of her time management tips and some keys to move forward if you're feeling stuck. Follow the yellow brick road. 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 Follow, 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 follow the yellow brick road. My little guy came up to me the other day and he said, I think I have discovered the secret to getting good marks at school. And I was quite amused. I said to him, what do you think that secret is? He said, all you have to do is listen really carefully and then do exactly what the teacher tells you to do. That means every time I do it, I'll get an A. Oh my gosh, thank goodness at year eight he's discovered the meaning of life because truly this is the meaning to skilled development, to listen and then to implement. What are you bulking on? What are the things that you're not doing that your mentors are telling you to do? I can tell you that when you apply the methods and techniques that people who are making it in the markets are applying, the results will follow. Do you know sometimes we just have to get out of our own way in order to excel? So what are you fighting us on? What are you saying, oh, well, they can do it like that, but I won't do it that way. I'll do it my way. You see, your way is probably littered with the bodies of dead trades, of painful experiences, of things that you had to discover as a pioneer. 
Wouldn't it be better to follow in somebody's footsteps who not only cared for you, but had also been doing this for a lot longer than you have? Chris Tate, hello and welcome. Hi, Caroline. Chris, how long do you need to allow yourself to become a competent trader? Ooh, how long's a piece of string? Some people, let me answer it this way. It's like everything else, it's a spectrum of skills. Some people are very good at things instantly, or almost instantly. I, I should qualify that because everyone's a beginner at some stage. The unfortunate thing is some people never actually get it because they never actually get that trading is an internal event. Trading goes on between your ears, not on the computer screen, not in an exchange somewhere. And the population most at risk of that are men because they, they tend to A, ignore the internal stuff and think it's a bit girly and not for them, and B, because we think that most problems can be solved simply by getting a bigger hammer. And there's never a hammer big enough to solve your own internal issues. So for some people, some people fall into the rhythm quite easily. Some never fall into the rhythm, and most people fall somewhere in the middle. And so that's somewhere in the middle. Would you put a time bracket on it? Most people, by the time they finish the program, have some sense of the rhythm of the market. And definitely by the second time they've gone through, they have an understanding of how it works. Okay. I'd like to ask some questions about your personal trading journey and yes. how you grew into trading. So number one, how long did it take you, CT, to actually feel competent in the markets and be making money? I think there's, you have to, yeah, that's a question you have to unpack. There's two parts. The one is feeling competent. I don't think anybody really ever feels truly competent simply because you're always aware that at any given moment it can go wrong. You can have a stream of losses. Something could go wrong and catch you out. And that happens. And I actually think that's a, a healthy thing because it means that you play a very powerful defence. You, it's not that you're constantly on edge and you're not constantly jumping at shadows. You're just simply aware of things that can go wrong. And so you plan accordingly. Think of it this way. If you're an airline pilot, you don't head off to your simulator training and the weather is perfect, it's 26 degrees, you can see over the horizon, nothing ever happens, and you're in the simulator and go, that was easy. You practice for the event that on takeoff, one engine fails. You look for things that might go wrong so that you're prepared for them. In terms, in terms of becoming profitable, that's an interesting question because I was, unfortunately, through luck and no other skill, initially profitable from the get-go. Now, that's because my trading began at the beginning of the 1980s bull market in 83. So that was a wonderful fluke. And it took me a little while to recognise that it was a fluke. And it took until October 1987 to recognise that it was a fluke. And then it was pointed out really quite harshly what it was. So... In that respect, I've fluked. It's a little bit like somebody winning the lottery and think they've got a magic system for picking numbers. No, you haven't. Probability in the world of large numbers of just being in the right spot at the right friggin' time worked out for you, and that's it. So the only lesson to be taken from that is some people fluke it and get lucky at the start, but that ends because you don't learn anything then. Well, you think you do, 
but you don't learn the right thing. Post that event is when you actually have to learn. So post-87 is when I did a great deal of my learning, simply because the world had changed and you have to evolve with it. The way I had done things in the past, which was just literally buy anything, and it went up and never paid for it because stockbroking firms were so overwhelmed with volume that they couldn't keep up with settlements. We didn't have electronic settlement then. That changed completely and utterly and actually had to learn what the hell I was doing. All right. What do you feel you've done really well in your trading journey? Remove my ego from the process. This is an egoless process. If you have an ego, you can't function. You'll never actually survive. You actually have to remove your ego completely and absolutely from it and also not take it personally. What do you think you could have improved on? That's a really good question. It's what I ponder, and I don't actually know the answer. There's obviously something somewhere, but I I tend to think that trading is often a 1% profession. The improvements are 1% here, 1% there, all over the place. And so they're so small that you don't actually notice them, except in the end result. But then it's hard to go back and go, well, that did this, this did that. What I should have been better at earlier on was actually removing my ego from the process. Looking back at some of the the trades I pulled off, which was sheer arse, but I was too arrogant to actually understand that they were. If I'd removed my ego from the process earlier, it would have been an easier journey. I would have learned quicker. I would have learned more quicker. You're a numbers man. You're a scientific man. How did trading fit with your psyche? and your view of the world? Initially, it buggered it up, simply because coming from that background, I believe that the market was a problem that could be solved. And again, we come back to that notion that it's actually an internal problem, not an external one. And so that actually slowed me down a great deal because I thought it could be solved. If I just knew enough, it could be solved. And it took me a while to realise that you didn't have to know everything. You didn't have to know most things. You actually really only had to need needed to know one or two things and again I think that's a function of arrogance you think if you know enough and you're smart enough you can fix it unfortunately you can't because again it's an internal problem what's training allowed you to develop on an internal level I've always been very controlled for me self-control is self-control is something that separates us from animals and when I see people who lack self-control I realize that they're not very far removed from animals. And what trading has done is reinforce this. It reinforces my self-control. It is that capacity to, yes, that has given me a signal to go long. I must go long no matter what I think. That has given me a signal to exit. I must exit no matter what I think. I think there are some personalities that trading suits. And those of us who don't like people, not mentioning names like me, who don't like working with others, Trading suits perfectly because we are removed from all the distractions and irritations of others. For people who require contact, it is a problematic profession. I don't think in many ways it's suited to extroverts. They have to find a mechanism of overcoming or outsourcing that need they have. What do you think Louise Bedford does exceedingly well in the markets as a trader? It's an ability to see patterns. 
and to understand what they mean within within the context of an overall move. It's that degree of unconscious competency that someone develops over a generation of actually trading. And it's actually also realising what you don't do well and simply outsourcing that. And one of, one of the hardest things about being successful at anything is to realise that you're actually not really that good at most things. There are some things you're pretty good at, other things you actually have to outsource. I actually think in business or anything, that's the cornerstone of success. Whilst I don't agree with, I, I can't remember who said it, uh, some peanut like Tim Ferriss said you shouldn't be the smartest person in the room. I disagree with that. The person in charge should generally always be the smartest person in the room in what they're good at. The other people in the room are the smartest people in the room at what they're good at. What is the most important piece of advice for new traders that you'd like to give them now? Stay in the game long enough to be profitable, which means don't go broke, which means the most important part of trading is actually understanding not getting in but getting out. Leaving is really, really important. And at any stage if they're feeling discouraged through the mentor program, the sheer volume of information, how would you, what would you say to them? Ask, put your hand up. It's not that hard. It's not like, it's, it's not like school. Simply put your hand up and ask. And the unfortunate thing now for people like me is people have a multitude of ways of contacting you. Make use of any one of those. Okay. Chris Tate, thank you for your time. Thanks, Caroline. I've just released my Trading Psychology Masterclass. One year of weekly videos designed to get you into the best trading shape of your life. Go to tradinggame.com.au for details. My exclusive special offer expires on April 1st. Go to tradinggame.com.au. Baby boomers face an extra set of challenges today that can result in anything from boredom to burnout to breakdown. Lorraine Pirahi runs a coaching and mentoring program called Relaunch Your Life to regain your spark, rediscover your purpose, and get back into action. Lorraine Pirahi, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Thank you, Carolyn. It's great to be here. Lorraine, why did you create Relaunch Your Life? Yeah, well, that's a good question, Carolyn. Um, at the age of 53, I became tired, worn out, and over it. I'd been in business for over 13 years, and I was sick of the business, lost my passion, and sick of life in general. So, um, yeah, had to do a number of things to regain my passion. It took me two to three years, and this is a short story of it all. And then I went back into business again um, with Relaunch Your Life, helping other baby boomer business owners um, who are also tired, worn out and over it, basically get back on track, do business better and do life better. How do you you get Mm. back on track when you've lost your mojo? Uh, It's really hard. It's really hard. Um, First of all, I think to get back on track, you've got to get – back back then, I wish I had the right person to go to. You really need to go and get some help, see what it is that's really going on for you. Um, What's happening in your life right now that you should feel this way? Because quite often there's quite a range of things that are happening – and unfortunately, um, many people don't understand themselves, so they don't even understand, you know, what's going on. And they can't do that without getting some, often some professional help. So you're a life coach, so you see this all the time with people who come to you and share their problems. 
Absolutely. And and specifically with the business owners over 50, um, and they're generally, um, I just want to mention this, they're generally males um, because the guys are generally alone and they're stuck in their cave and they're trying to work it all out. Why are they feeling this way? So what are some key steps to moving forward for baby boomers? Yeah, I think the first step is if you're feeling low and it's been, you know, you've been feeling like that for some period of time, we're not talking about a day or two, we're talking about, you know, weeks on end and and it keeps coming back. I think the first thing is to acknowledge that, not try to bury it and keep working, work your way through it um, because generally it'll just resurface again. So recognise, well, what is going on? What do I need to change? What What's working? What's not working? Um, so number one, first thing is be honest and look at what the issues really are. And then the next thing I, I'd suggest you do is, well, what's getting in my way of making changes? What, you know, what do I need to change? What do I feel needs to be different? And then the third thing is, would be, well, what do I do? Who do I go to? I would actually say, who do I get some help from? Because it's too hard to work it out all on your own. You've written um, a book, Mind Your Time, 50 Ways to Succeed in Business and Life. Tell us yes. about your book. Well, that was a culmination of my business, my prior business, um, The Productivity Queen, um, where I was working with clients, helping them be more productive and profitable in their business. And we used to do a combination of business and life coaching in it. And these are actual true stories of many of my clients. And it covers everything. I've got it in um, different parts. I've got an area about your mind, about your mindset, about how you've got to improve yourself if you want to improve your business. Then the general things about life is another whole section. They're all short stories like a um, chicken soup for the soul. And um, then I have a whole area about time management because that's so important because if you want time for your life, you have to free time up and stop filling it up with things that are are just chewing up your day but not getting you to where you're trying to head to. That's if you know where you're trying to head to. By the way, if you don't know where you're trying to head to, you will just absolutely fill up the day and have no time if you don't have focus. And then the other area is about people, managing people, getting the right people on board, um, how to become the um, a, a highly productive leader because a lot of issues in business are because you, the business owner, are not a very good leader at all. So, we, you know, in the book there are stories about that and tips and tools that can help you become a much better leader because someone has to steer the ship even though you wouldn't think so the way many businesses are run. Um, quite often the owner's turned up, but that's his body, but his head's somewhere else. So particularly with the guys I've been working with. When clients come to you and they ask for your expertise and coaching, what are some of the most common issues that they come to you with? Uh, the common issues are they've lost their energy, they've lost their enthusiasm. Um, they basically want to enjoy life more. They want to wind back from business a bit, not work so hard, and basically um, just have a bit more fun in life and feel good about themselves. And I know that sounds a bit airy-fairy, but, you know, that that's the truth. Um, they often don't feel as fit and healthy as they used to be, and they want to get that definitely want to get that back on track. And um, once they start feeling better about themselves and we work on that and a bit around their mindset, we then look at the practical actions they need to take within their business to make their business better if they're going to stay in that business. Give us your top three pieces of advice for time management. Okay. First of all, learn to say no. 
don't be a, a yes man or a yes woman. Um, number two, utilize a diary. Now, I, some of you might use, you know, Outlook or whatever, or a paper diary. It doesn't matter. The main thing is use a diary. Plan everything out in your scheduler, um, what you're doing, when you're doing it, and make sure you have blocked time out for you. And be consistent. Keep doing what is working. Don't stop and start all the time. Do it long enough to get a result. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you, Lorraine? Well, they can either ring me directly on 0411145166 or they can go through to my website, www.relaunchyourlife.com.au. Lorraine Pirahi, thanks for coming on to Talking Trading. Thanks, Caroline. Stay tuned next week, guys, to hear motivational speaker Paul McGee. Caroline Stephen, have a great week. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary, and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.